the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using b7dev.com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. Want to scale your growth faster? Games Boost 42 gives you early access to your app store revenues, allowing you to multiply your growth without losing equity. See how they can help you grow by visiting gamesboost42.com. That once again is gamesboost, the number 42.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. And welcome to this amazing App Masters Virtual Summit, round two for me. And today I've got a phenomenal guest. We're gonna talk all about Apple search ads. How does it impact the rankings? How do you pick the keywords? And then how do you structure the actual campaigns itself. Well, without further ado, let me introduce the guest. His name is Gabe Kwachi. He is the CEO and co-founder at Incipia. You got to check him out. It is incipia.co. They're going to help you with ASO, app marketing, and even help you make your apps as well. So Gabe, welcome. Hello. hello. Hey y'all. Steve, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Anything I missed from that intro that you want to add? Uh, we so we actually um, are focusing mostly on app marketing these days. Um, we've uh, we started off as a mobile development company, and then found that we found a really good niche in, in optimizing marketing on organic and paid. Also building creative and doing a little bit of data consulting. So we're uh, we're a bunch of nerds over here in Detroit at Incipia. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I know a friend of mine used you guys, and he talked glowingly of you guys and saying. They've structured my search ads campaign so stinking well. So let's start with that. Like, how do you like when you when clients come to you and say, "Hey, I want to run Apple search ads." How do you guys approach just setting up the whole campaign? Mm -hmm. So it actually depends on uh, how much budget you have and how much time you have to manage it. You can go the the sort of like starter route, which is good enough for most folks that might be spending a few thousand a month. Um, and then, like when you're spending tens of thousands a month, you might want to go the more advanced route. So on the simpler side of things, um, you've got broad match and search match, which are the, the terms and the targeting that's going to get you really broad coverage of all the search terms that people are searching. Every day there are new apps added to the store. And so using search match is actually a good place to start that gets you a wide net, captures all the search terms without having to do a lot of effort. But you also want to add always an exact match campaign um, where you have exact match keywords that you know whenever you're bidding on those, uh, you're bidding $5, that you're going to pay up to $5 for that exact keyword. So over time, you want to use your search match campaign and look through the search terms and pull all those search terms that you see that you want to be bidding on over into your exact match campaign and add them as negatives to your search match campaign so that you ensure that you know when somebody searches that term, it's going to your exact match and you can pay uh enough for it to, to get traffic. You might also want to have a brand campaign just to do some brand defense. It's uh, it, The app results in iOS and searches are huge. They take up like two-thirds of the screen. And so if you've got the competitors coming in and showing ads on top of your organic result, 
there will be a surprising number of people who are just going to click on that first result and say, great. And so you might lose some, some keywords if you have uh, some downloads of your brand. On the more advanced side, uh, you can structure things out into tiers. Um, so you can have uh, ad groups that have um, your highest LTV for those users in exact match. And you can use the CPA goal to bid a little bit higher um, and use a very high bid to make sure that you're giving uh, the algorithm enough room to bid highly for those keywords that you have really good LTV on. So you might have a tier one LTV where your bid is very high. Then you might have a tier two where your bid is you know, medium while your L LTV is medium. And then a tier three where your LTV is a little bit lower. You want traffic, but you don't want to pay as much for it. And that's in the more advanced side. That's really cool. Now, when you're first setting up those campaigns with the search match on and the broad match versus the exact match, how do you distribute the budget? Uh, you want to kind of waterfall as much budget as you can to the exact match. So if you have $1,000 uh, a month, let's just say, if you can spend all $1,000 in exact match, great. Over time, you're going to build more keywords in exact and you're going to be able to spend more budget. But if you're just starting off, you might put, say, $250 towards exact match and the rest of it towards the broad and search match. And then if you see that you're capping out on budget on the exact match, raise it up to 300 to 350 and just see how much you can spend in exact match. I love that because I've always heard that exact match is the way to go. But I liked your strategy about like having the broad match, having the search match campaign where Apple will now start thinking about other keywords that you can bid on and then using that data to inform your exact match campaign. It's all about the ba data, baby. <laughs> I know you love data, game. I know you love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In terms of like when people start thinking about, especially the bigger brands that I've worked with too, Gabe, I get this question all the time. Like, is, am I cannibalizing my own search terms? Yes. This is a question that uh, is on everybody's mind if you're running app store optimization as well as search ads. Um, so cannibalization or on the other side incrementality uh, is something that's measured by are you showing ads and ranking your ranking organically at the same time so when you show an ad and you have an organic result that is number one there's going to be high cannibalization uh, some percentage of people would have downloaded the app um, with your number one organic result but because you have a search ad there they might go and click on that ad and so you're going to be paying for some downloads that you probably could have gotten anyway. But if you're ranking organically in position two or five or 10 or even not ranking at all, the worse your organic ranking, the higher the incrementality of your search ads and the lower the cannibalization, vice versa. So let's say that you've got a competitor that you can't rank for organically. You've just tried optimizing your keywords and you just can't get there. So you can use search ads uh, to show when that you know, competitive search is happening, and that's all incremental. But again, if you are serving uh, position number one for, uh, let's say it's an e-commerce app, and you somehow you get, you get up to shopping number one, uh, you might want to, you know, if you're position number one, spend a little bit less on uh, searches for shopping um, unless your rank starts to deteriorate and you go to position two and three then you might want to turn the ads back up. I'd love your insight on this because I've seen in the very early days of the search ads, the life, you could bid on a campaign and almost see an improvement in the organic rankings. What are you seeing these days? Yeah, so we saw the same thing where we did a test and we were running ads for to-do list for our little goalie app and we saw our rankings shoot up the charts. 
unfortunately, these days are gone. Um, it takes a lot more downloads to move the needle. And on the ASO side, we, we do a lot of, uh, or we're doing more and more research into what are the factors that affect your organic ranks. Downloads are definitely one of them from the keyword that, that you're trying to rank for, but also your conversion rate, your star ratings, your ratings volume, your review volume, your retention rate. Um, Apple talks about uh, a little bit about uh, stability and quality of, of the app experience. Google, for sure, um, presses more on stability, but lots of these other factors are influencing whether you're getting up the ranks or not. Um, and as more folks started getting into search ads and driving downloads from search ads, the incremental return you get from every search ad that you're getting goes down just because everyone's got a lot of search ads downloads these days. So it's, it's using uh, search ads to drive more downloads on a keyword can help your rank on that keyword. But again, the, the early day, the gold rush is, is over, but it's still part of the strategy. It is a shame that it ended, <laughs> but let's talk about this. Let's move on to organic lift. So how do you measure that? If you're running search ads, how do you measure the organic lift that you might be getting? Yeah. So first off, you want to make sure that you're measuring your organic downloads uh, and separating that out from your search ads downloads. When you're looking in iTunes Connect app analytics, you'll see app units uh, and you can filter by app store search source type. Um, that'll give you the downloads that are coming from keywords. But as of yet, Apple doesn't pull search ads data in there. So you've got to look at your search ads, new downloads, uh, this new column that Apple offered, um, and say, okay, pull out the new downloads you're getting on a daily basis from the app units from App Store search source type. That gives you the organic only. So once you have search ads separated from, um, from the organic downloads, then you can watch and you can study um, as we increase our search ads downloads do our organic downloads go up? Um, as you increase your overall um, user acquisition strategy, you, you can get organic uplift from search ads, you can get it from Facebook, wherever you're driving downloads. These are all, to varying degrees, going to help increase the popularity of your app and keyword searches. Apple's looking around and saying, okay, when somebody searches shopping, we want to serve them the most relevant app and relevance uh, is often determined by popularity. More people are downloading app than it's, it's a signal that, okay, this, the population of people getting benefits from this app is going up. So let's show that app in higher positions. Conversely, if your app starts to decline in downloads, you might start to fall back down. Your organic uplift can, can um, overall decrease. Getting back to the factors, Gabe, that you talked about, what's the factor that we should maybe focus on, if there was one factor, I'm an indie developer, I have a very limited budget, that I wanted to get a bump in, in, in keyword rankings, what factor should I be focused on? So I'll, I'll answer the factor question and I'll offer some other additional insight that's useful for, um, for indies and, and folks with less, less budget to work with. In terms of factors, what we found is that paid or downloads outside of organic keyword searches uh, is one of the biggest factors. So that's tough when you don't have a lot of budget, um, but conversion rate is also really important. So if you can use search ads to do some A-B testing and you can say, well, we've got five screenshots that we love, let's add another few screenshots to the end of that and then use creative sets to see when we use those additional like auxiliary screenshots, do we see an increase in our conversion rate, in our tap-through rate? 
And so using your search ads budget to do A-B testing is, is one of the best ways that you can make improvements. Um, the, the other factor is that you, uh, with limited budget, you want to go after some of the medium and longer tail keywords where maybe there's not so much competition. Shopping is very difficult to rank for. Um, so you may want to find uh, a keyword like uh, retail shopping apps, kind of making things up on the fly, but something that has a little less popularity, but that uh, some other folks uh, that, that not all apps are trying to rank for. So in search ads, you can actually look at your search terms and say, okay, where are some of the medium to longer tail search terms that we're showing ads for and we're getting a good conversion rate, a good tap-through rate, good CPA. And you can orient your, your search ads and your organic optimization strategy around these uh, mid, middle or medium and long tail keywords I to get it. for your buck. I love it. Cause I was always wondering, I knew of the, like the screenshot testing and how important it is, but I didn't know which keywords. And I always assumed that, Hey, pick a keyword. That's like probably the most generic one that you can get to. And if you're shopping, it's maybe a little bit too competitive, but a little bit more longer tail, but in that category. And that's how you would approach it too. Yeah. So you, um, so you can, it, it is good to, to use say, uh, the search match ad group to do creative set testing because there's a lot of volume coming through there. And so you can get data faster. But once you find the keywords that you're like, yes, this keyword right here, we want as much traffic as we can, then you can put that keyword into an ad group by itself, exact match, and you can run a creative set for just people searching that keyword. So retail shopping apps, let's use this example again. We can go and take, uh, use screenshots and say, when people search this keyword we care about, um, show them these screenshots. And if you use exact match negative to prevent that keyword from being matched to from other ad groups and campaigns, you can ensure that every time somebody searches that keyword and you show ads using those screenshots and you can just do iterative testing and say, how do we get our conversion rate for this keyword to be as high as possible using that method? Okay, when you were talking about the organic lift, is it pretty much across the board that if you're running search ads, are you generally getting an organic lift as well? So this is an interesting question um, and one that we're, uh, we're spending a lot of time to, to delve into. What we're finding is that the return that you get from search ads downloads um, may be different from those that come from outside of the store, like Facebook. Um, may also be different from the organic uplift you get from top chart or browse downloads. So it makes sense uh, if you think about it if you're pulling more downloads into the store, then that's great for Apple. Those are net new downloads. If you're pulling downloads from keyword searches or from the top chart, that's good. You're showing that Apple, to Apple that you're out-competing other apps um, for these downloads, but you're not bringing net new downloads to the platform. So these are, this is one of the nuances that, again, we're exploring a bit more, um, but is interesting that, that we've discovered. About the screenshots too, I had a friend who actually did the creative ad testing and he saw a dramatic increase when he tested it. Like he saw, oh, these three that I have in the back, I, he moved them in the front and then he saw a dramatic decrease in his cost per tap. Yep, yep, absolutely. Anything else you want to mention about the A-B testing? One other thing I can chat about third-party testing. Um, should I just chat through and you can slice it in? Yeah, I'll slice it in. 
Another thing that's useful about using creative sets for A-B testing is that uh, a lot of folks may have heard of third-party A-B testing tools that mimic the App Store um, and then allow you to do A-B testing. This actually gives you more control over the experience. You can say 50% of traffic sees this variation, 50% sees that variation, and it's very useful for that. But one of the disadvantages of using third-party tool, whereas there's a positive for using search ads, is that for third-party tools, you have to drive traffic to it. It's got to come from Facebook. It's got to come from somewhere else that's outside of the store. This, isn't, this is not the same traffic as when somebody's searching a keyword in the store. So um, using search ads, uh, creative sets, gets you uh, the similar um, type of user that you're optimizing ultimately for. So Gabe, there's some new tools that Google's actually releasing in terms of insights on ASO. Tell me about this. Yes, the organic insights. Um, we're optimizing our SEO to try and rank very highly for, for this particular keyword. Um, so the Play Store has released the golden grail ability to see at organic keyword searches which of them are driving downloads, which are people searching, what's the conversion rate, even what's the average revenue per user and subscription conversion rate and retention rate. This treasure trove of information has just been released. So again, now you can see when somebody searches keyword X, Y, and Z, uh, shopping or retail shopping apps in the Play Store, um, what, what number of downloads are, are those driving? What's the conversion rate? So this is very, very useful for uh, auditing uh, your, and validating your ASO strategy. You can use this to say, all right, we're optimizing for um, retail shopping apps. And are we seeing this keyword show up in the search terms that, that we're actually driving downloads? If you're not seeing it show up, then this can be um, an indication that it's not a great keyword to optimize for. You're either not competitive enough to rank for it, um, it's not a good fit for, uh, for users after all. Um, great for, again, like figuring out, am I on the right track with my optimization? Also for finding keywords to expand from. Um, usually, folks would look and say, keywords that we're ranking well for, um, let's find other keywords like this. This is another source of insight for that. Are you guys doing anything on the Google side in terms of AdWords or any of the ad pl platforms on Google? Yeah, so we're, we're we doing a lot of UAC. Okay, love it. Is that, are you guys seeing a shift? Because in my past virtual summit, people were talking about moving some of that Facebook money into UAC. Are you guys seeing something similar with the, some of the clients that you're working with? Yeah, we are. Um, there is, UAC is, is an interesting product what it does very, very well is scale. Um, it's able to scale extremely well, and especially if you're optimizing for installs, uh, UAC is, is a great uh, great product for getting a certain CPI. Um, also with the TCP, the uh, event, in-app event optimized campaigns, um, those perform very well. The challenges with UAC is that um, it's, it's a black box. Everyone you know knows this, and so, which search terms, which plat, uh, properties, apps, or websites are driving downloads, it's difficult to tell and it's impossible to, to optimize uh, around that like we could with the old product. Um, and so sometimes you may get some branded um, traffic that gets blended in there, not really sure. Um, but uh, uh, the other challenge is that it requires a lot of data to work well. On the install side, you, you can get a pretty good CPA, CPI, um, but as you try to optimize for signups, purchases especially, 
Um, you need to be driving enough volume per day of that in-app event from Google Ads in order for the algorithms to optimize and find the right users. The recommendation from Google is between 10 and 40 events per day. Um, so if you haven't got enough event volume, uh, the campaigns may not get off to a good start and may not scale and sustain. For the Google Play SEO, ASO, what are some of the factors that we should be looking at when we're trying to increase rankings? Yeah, the uh, as close as we found to be a smoking gun is the conversion rate versus the benchmark for your category. When you go to the acquisition reports and you look and you see this little plus, minus, uh, green, red number, this is Google saying, okay, your conversion rate um, from store listing visitor to first time installer is above or below the 50th percentile for apps in your category and monetization. Uh, put another way, if we're a shopping app and we have a conversion rate of 30% and the median is, oh shoot math, it's 25%, then we're above the, the 50th percentile for other shopping free apps. And this is great. This is us showing to Google that we can convert users when we're put in front of those users for keyword searches or related apps or suggested apps better than the median percentile. The higher up uh, against the median uh, peer set your app can go after doing you know, conversion rate optimization, screenshots, um, short description, all, the, all of these things, the more return you're gonna get out of your keyword optimization. On the other side of things, if you're below that median percentile, there are some keywords that you can make gains in, um, but it's gonna, you're gonna be pushing up, up uh, you know, the side of a mountain trying to convince Google to show you for these uh, keywords. Now, I've heard that the feature image is actually more important in terms of conversion instead, like other than screenshots. Are you seeing something? Are you seeing the same thing? <laughs> yeah, so, so the feature graphic does show up first. Um, and so it's the, fir the first visual element after you click into uh, a store listing uh, page that you see. However, two factors cause this to maybe not be the, the best um, asset to focus on optimizing. Uh, the first is that the icon actually is the first visual element you see in the store. When you're doing a keyword search, when you see a suggested app, unlike in um, iOS app store, you see screenshots when a keyword search, you only see the icon in Google. Um, so in terms of bang for your effort, that could be a, a great place. Additionally, Google is going through um, Yellowhead, I think did a really good coverage on this, and as well as Star Maven. They're going through a redesign. And I don't know if it's been fully deployed yet or whether it ever will be, but in one of the redesigns of the UX, they took away the feature graphic and they were focusing more on the screenshots um, and a few other things. So while the feature graphic um, is there in the UX, um, it's a good place to optimize um, after you've focused on, on the icon and screenshots are always gonna be where people look and say, what is this app? What, what it's all, what's it all about? Love Feature graphic we often see just used for like branding purposes, just a plain uh, simple gradient background with the logo in there. It's the most often used of the feature graphic. Now for the Apple side, I wanna get back to this. The, the hardest part, the struggle is, hey, I know I'm running a lot of search ads. I know these keywords are working, but I don't know which keywords are actually driving subscriptions or revenue. Have you guys figured out a way to solve this problem? Well, you can use 
So yeah, you can use search ads um, to an exact match to trace people all the way through to the place in the funnel that, that you care about um, if you're using search ads attribution API or an MMP. So if you've got uh, Apps Flyer, for example, Adjust, um, I think Branch has this as well, and their acquisition of Tune spells some interesting things for the industry. But um, if you're using an exact match keyword, then you can see in the reports what's the retention rate um, on, on, or what's the the purchase, uh, the installation rate, the purchase conversion rate, like all the good good metrics that you care about, and you can map this over onto your organics and you know try to say. You can't see uh, how many, like in Google, you can't see how many downloads are coming from each organic keyword, but you can get a sense of which keywords um, are valuable in terms of driving purchases. You can also you know, look at your search or your Google Play um, organic insights data and say, well, a search term over here of X, Y, or Z is driving good ARPU. Um, you can also map some of that onto to iOS organic. It's not going to be one-to-one, just like search ads is not going to be one-to-one. Um, but these are two methods to try and understand that. Love it. Gabe, anything that I missed that you want to make sure we cover? No. Awesome. Well, the website is incipia.co. It is linked up underneath this video, so go check it out. Gabe, you want to send the audience anywhere else? Um, no, that's the spot. Go check out our, our blog, sign up for our email. Um, we love to talk about this stuff and are continually exploring uh, new methods of analysis. There's this uh, exponential keyword attribution model that we're working on, and we might talk a little bit more about this. But yeah, again, we're, we're nerds. <laughs> we love this stuff. And so we appreciate uh, the chance to talk about it, too. Gabe knows his stuff, as you can see, and they love data. They do some major, major data analysis to help you grow organic downloads and just downloads in general. So Gabe, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Sure thing. Thanks for having us again. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you on the next video. Thanks for listening to the App Masters Podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.